0: Hello, I'm Rob and welcome again to another episode of the Hollowdale Media podcast yeah. how are you feeling Rob good hungover
1: hungover <laughs> so tired we uh, we went to goat fest yesterday yep goat fest Chodica. Uh it's been going a few years now I think doesn't have any goats at all there was a goat head there was a, there was a goat head but there was no live goats Namesake of the pub, The Goat, where the festival, I think, originated. That's correct, yes,
0: yes, yes. Yes, Uh, weekend thing, really good. Um, First time I've been, although we were supposed to go uh, with the North Arts FM guys many moons ago. Many moons ago, when we were still a radio show. One day, there could have been a day where we had a radio show there, interviewing people there. Mm. Alas. I can't even imagine how that would work.
1: Well, we did it. We did it. We did it before, didn't we? We did a, a smaller beer festival, and we we radioed. Or would we beat? That's tea? the.
0: There wasn't like music. It was no. a beer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, don't know how that would have worked, but it would have been interesting. So shame that didn't happen. Yeah. But meanwhile, yeah. So there's all sorts of stages. Your main stage or two main stages, I think, with like local people. One at the back, the goat stage, was some of the better stuff. Yeah. Uh, When we first arrived there, it was kind of like a. I don't know what the band was called, like a cover band, but I recognised the lead singer from the local pub. Yeah, it's all very local, isn't it? It all feels very. Yeah, it's starting to get to that point where you just know people. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I drink with them. It's that personality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But speaking of personality, oh my flipping god. Can we talk briefly about Papa Shango? Papa Shango. So we, we, we neglected the
1: house and garage on the main stage for um, something much, much better. Papa Shango.
0: Yes, so Papa Shango, let me see if they've got like a description on themselves. No, they don't. They are, they're a rock band, I guess, uh, featuring a group of uh, singers called the Papets. This is all I can get from the... Instagram and they dress but, as
1: skeleton like sort of New Orleans-esque skeleton
0: the whole, yeah yeah so the whole the whole band are dressed so Papa Shango himself is the lead singer with his massive what do you call it pipe stove hat yeah like a huge pipe stove hat Um, with his stick with a skull on top but they're just flipping fantastic they were doing a there's a song called Sex Robot that was fun yeah it was brilliant. and then they did uh, Master Baker talking about making cakes and then he ran into the crowd and put cream on us all. There's a lot of cream throwing. There was a giant beach ball going around, which was actually hurting people. <laughs> yeah, it was that poor baby. <laughs> I think mean, I heard you scream out,
2: away from the child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, get off his shoulders. There's a flipping beach ball around. Yeah, you going to look out for Papa Shinto? Yeah, that's pretty cool. You want
2: Well, we're a group of um, various local musicians. I mean, to be honest, it's forever changing, so I won't go through all the names. Um, but Stephen Ryan are the ones we've been together 15 years. But it, you know, it's always changing around. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, so
0: we've really good time. So forgive us if we're a bit hoarse. There was lots of yelling and singing mm. and not much sleeping. So yes. Next year, 2023, get yourself the Dope vest. Why not? I definitely, definitely we'll go. certainly it. try. It was a bit last minute for us. But yeah, uh, other than that, how have you been? Good, good.
1: Um, yeah, like really, really tired. Really, um, I mean, with the film we just watched was two hours long. Um yes, and thanks it was, for that. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was very much a film to tell us that summers needs to end and it needs to be
0: spooky and cosy again yeah I was getting real Halloween vibes actually I've started having it quite a lot recently mm. now we've had the heat wave I feel yeah. like so that's it that summer's done yeah you know whatever who cares now it's time for and even the leaves are starting to come off the trees yeah mm. spooky spooky I'm ready me I'm too. ready me too 100% Uh but yes Plenty to go before then. Um, I've been... Wa- Rob! I've been watching Blake 7. Oh, yes, of course. The uh, weird sci-fi thing
1: that no one's heard of, including me.
0: I am shocked that no one's heard of it. I've known about it for years. I just haven't seen it because it just wasn't around. I've seen bits and pieces. It's essentially Doctor Who's grown-up, slightly twisted uncle, mm. which stars a convicted uh, child molester. Trying to save the universe on a stolen spaceship.
1: A convicted child molester? Yes. As Technically. In, as in the actor?
0: As in the character. The character? Yeah. Whoa. I mean, it was a fit up. Okay. The mate found him guilty.
1: Okay. So they we're going to send him to prison. So it's not the kind of plot you'd find in Doctor Who?
0: No, very much not. All modern day. So there's been a big noise about remaking, rebooting Blake 7 for years now ever since Battlestar Galactica blew everyone away by doing a remake basically about 9-11 and the War on Terror. And mm. why isn't there other smart, intelligent sci-fis being made? So yeah, I'm just catching up on it now. And yeah, it really could be remade. Hmm, interesting. interesting. Bunch of criminals ganging up. Although you could easily take it from the other, that they're the bad guys. And that might be interesting. Hmm. All right, I don't know. Interesting. I, Worth, yeah,
1: I liked uh, from what you showed me. The sets were very much let's take this industrial-looking place in England, and pretend that it's a really science-fictiony future yes. future place. Yes. Like a power plant or whatever.
0: Very much so. And when it's not that, it's the traditional Doctor Who quarry. Yeah. Of the yeah. M1. Yeah. Or cardboard sets. Yeah. Where the things are wobbling They're pressing buttons. But I have noticed. I'm only halfway through the first season, but. The quality is increasingly getting better, so they must be like doing it very quick per episode, and just building it up slightly. Because in the first second episode, people are pressing buttons on consoles, and the whole console's moving. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, fun. But yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to see more of that. They are an hour long episodes though. Yeah, too long. And there's loads of padding. Too yeah, I can't be can't be dealing with that. It's very care. much. Um, apparently, it gets better again. It gets a bit quicker and sharper. But it's very like, oh yeah, okay, we've yeah. seen this. Tell you what,
1: it has no padding whatsoever and goes straight in. Mm. House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, The Return. There, uh, yeah. I watched the first episode last week. I'm, I'm assuming the listeners are gonna have uh, probably watched the second one by, by now if they're into it. Um, yeah, it lacks the kind of. It's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to start on the wrong foot a it. I thought it was really, really good. And it got me excited about the world of Game of Thrones again. But it lacks the taking time to have small, coy, small talk between some of the sort of more side characters. Like you wouldn't know Varys or Littlefinger, but there's bits where they're kind of something major is going on with the plot, and then it cuts to them walking through like um, corridors, plotting and, and yeah. playing mind games with each other and
0: battling wits and
1: stuff. I think they've made it on the premise that if it goes well, then they can stretch out as long as possible. Okay. It's based right. on one book, um, which George R.R. R. Martin managed to fart out instead of finishing the ones he meant to finish. <laughs> um, I think he's still got. I think he's coming to the end of the second to last one, but he's been saying that he's going to die before he finishes. Definitely, def- definitely. He's going to have to leave uh, like a vast collection of notes to like whatever nerd he deems worthy to continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was really good. It could be you, Rob. I can't be bothered. Okay. Uh, that <laughs> would be the worst pressure ever.
0: What if it was just given to like budding writers, like each write a chapter? Yeah, that be that'd cool?
1: be cool. Well, that's what they did with Star Wars. And look how that turned out. As you write one chapter, and mm. I'll write the next one.
0: Yeah. And see where it goes. But you know.
1: Stick to maybe a, a a general plot.
0: Okay, fair enough. Or well, you can give them an overarching. But yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, so it was my birthday recently. Was it? I noticed rustling.
0: Thirty-seven years old.
1: Thirty. Stop asking people how old they think I am, please. It's not good for my mental health.
0: Yeah, but sometimes it works out.
1: I've had a fir- it works out last like yesterday. Yeah, she was just being polite, but so I've got so far <laughs> I've got thirty six, thirty six, thirty seven. So three, three, four years older than me, and then I, I got a nice twenty
0: nine. You got twenty eight when I asked that girl at Speakeasy. Was she lying? She was lying. Well, she, she said thirty. She said
1: thirty six first. Yeah,
0: and no, I said just a bit, just a oh. bit lower, just a little bit lower. Yeah, but said, that
1: definitely doesn't count then, does a it? Thirty
0: four, little bit, little bit lower. Twenty eight. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> but anyway yeah, anyway yes as it's your birthday we kind of missed mine I think we did it did we do it on the I can't, I don't know I think we did I... it on the Patreon exclusive night shift yeah. which you can have a look at www.patreon.gov.uk slash holiday media now reach no oh. don't touch the bag reach into the bag and choose one gift what have you got oh
1: oh you've got a bookie Kill Your Idols, a new generation of rock writers reconsiders the classics, oh amazing, I've heard of this. Rob likes
0: rock music.
1: Have you ever wondered how an album as ripe with conceptual conceit as Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band could be considered the greatest in rock history? Are you maddened by the claim that an album with as many French horns as pet sounds can be held as universally influential? Have you ever questioned incredulously why anyone would bring a deaf, dumb and blind kid named Tommy to an arcade? Well, despite what Rolling Stone, VH1 and other peddlers of conventional critical wisdom would have t- have you you believe, you're not alone. Kill Your Idols is a collection of 34 essays in which some of the best rock critics of Generations X and Y present their case against these allegedly great albums. Nice. Um, yeah, tot- there you go. Pass it. Pass it. Pass
0: Totally into that. Just thought I'd better double check. Yep, the price is gone. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Always check the price. <laughs> um...
1: It's a spirit of assault on rock's sacred cows and a defiant slap in the face to the narrow and hegemonic view of rock history presented by the baby boom generations of critics. Okay, yeah, I like love the sound of that. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, I saw it and thought, well, that's wrong.
1: Yeah, definitely. There you go. Yep. That's
0: the first. Serious present. Well
1: done. I'm actually listening to Anthony Kiedis' autobiography at the moment, Scar Tissue, of his time getting into the Red red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. So I'm continuing my rock education. What a
0: nerd. Yes. You should do your own podcast of rock music.
1: I should, I should. Maybe one day... I I have thought about it before, actually.
0: We've we've literally got it. We've got the gear. True. Hmm. Cool. Very good. All right, Rob. As it's your birthday, gave you free choice to choose a film... What yeah. did you choose?
1: Um, my girlfriend, I was messaging my girlfriend this morning. I said, I need to pick a film for today. And then she said, oh, let me choose. And I said, yes. And she said Hellraiser 2 first, which is the best Hellraiser. Uh, but I turned her down because I thought my brain felt too fragile to be dealing with the, <laughs> with uh, quite so much
0: hell. Also, I feel like we should do the first one first.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, that, that's probably, st- I'd heavily consider us doing Hellraiser have we? We've talked about, hey, we're Hellraiser at length b- before. Yeah,
0: but not as a thing. Did we do, like, the top five or something? I mean, I
1: remember us talking about Hellbound Heart. Like, yeah.
0: Or had no, no, you had just discovered them. Yeah, I think,
1: I, think. I think that was it, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I so then she, being a massive, massive Johnny Depp uh, fancier, she picked, <laughs> managed to pluck out uh, the ninth gate. The Ninth Gate, okay. Polanski, the year 2000s.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose we should say off the bat, obviously Johnny Depp's in uh, Red Flags at the moment. Yes. And Roman Polanski has been in the Crosshairs for many, many years.
1: He's one of the most controversial figures in in Hollywood history. Quite rightly so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, let's not delve into why. No. Uh, But safe to say that Ninth Gate, which we'll discuss very shortly. um, The New York sections couldn't be filmed in New York because Polanski wasn't allowed in America.
1: Yeah. Um, For the (laughs) the alleged crimes um, that he was charged for, he was going to go to prison, but I think on the day that he was due to be sentenced, he fled to France. That's right. And has stayed away from uh, any
0: countries that could deport him (laughs) ever since. So, with that in mind... We'll ignore all that. Let's we, just focus yeah. on the art,
1: not the artist.
0: Not the artists. Yeah, I should say. But whatever you feel about them, let's just focus on what we're what we're watching and hearing. 100%. So, I think it's quite clear from this film, but you do
1: have to separate the art from the artist because Polanski is um definitely an incredibly talented storyteller, uh, director. Um yeah. <clears throat> May I take
2: a look? All my own rare editions have the same protagonist, the devil. Only the supreme masterpiece was missing. The Nine Gates of the kingdom of shadows, a book reputed to have been written by Satan himself. I want you to go to Europe. I want you to get it for me. You mean the devil won't show up? Reputed to conjure up the Prince of Darkness in person. Some books are dangerous. You don't know what you're getting yourself into, Mr. Corso.
1: Get out before it's too late.
2: I'm afraid it already is. At last, the key
1: to unlock the night's gate.
2: To travel in silence, to brave the arrows of misfortune,
1: and fear neither noose nor fire. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really thought it was... Um, It's quite a good hangover film to watch, actually. Like we were saying before, very, very cosy. Good element of mystery. Like, the kind of... There's something quite cosy about following a protagonist going around searching for old books and things, isn't it? Yeah,
0: well, it's got a... It helps that it's... So it's described on Wikipedia as a neo-noir horror thriller. Yeah. And you can definitely see the neo noirness You've got a main character who's smoking ciggies and drinking whiskey and... Wandering around rainy places, yeah. It's really got that, it really nails that sort of you know, what's the best word? Tortured hero, I guess, yeah, certainly. Um, so yeah, Knife Gate. So it's based on uh, it's obviously directed by Roman Plansky, screenplay by uh, Roman Plansky, John Brown John, John Brown John, what a name, uh, and Enrique Urbitsu, uh, but based on the Club Dumas by uh. Arturo Perez Reverte. And is that a Spanish author? It Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, and from what I'm reading, the, the book's much more dramatic and much more miserable and bleak. Mm. But The Ninth Gate, I thought, was really funny. Yeah, it was
1: funny. There's a lot of uh, very light-hearted humour. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff where I, I couldn't help but think, was that meant to be comedic? Especially a certain scene with a, a cadaver in a wheelchair.
0: yeah no it's bizarre it's almost like and is it more is it the filmmaking or is it Johnny Depp it feels more Johnny Depp pulling faces that's making me laugh or reacting reacting to things
1: he has obviously you see it time and time again in Pirates of the Caribbean but he has a certain look of total I don't know just total shock and not making not knowing what to to make of a situation yeah 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 to be
0: stunned even moments where like, you know, he's like, there's a bit on the, when he's on the back of a motorbike and he's just like leaning his head either side of the driver, looking completely like, what am I doing? Why am sorry, I he? here? Yeah. And that just made me laugh so much. And that felt almost Naked Gunny.
1: Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of uh, Naked gun esque um, <laughs> moments, I thought, especially the wheelchair scene. Um
0: Yeah. Well it's funny because it's a uh, it's quite a serious topic and you know you can compare this to like Dan Brown Yeah definitely 100%. Like but that takes itself so flipping seriously yeah. that it's boring and crap. It takes itself so
1: seriously but it becomes quite I don't know just a blank soulless like I don't know you just Which well, just feels crap. like trash. Yeah this this film has personality and, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, yeah but obviously it's, it it's the traveling across europe element which is um yeah quite similar to for the dan brown stuff want to get inside i had thought about it yes it's interesting that he's the word horror and i think it, the only kind of relevance the term horror in this film is the fact that it's got the satanic satanic elements and the I oh, know, no, the floaty, witchy, fallen from age old girl. Yeah, well. It's not scary in <laughs> no, any way, no, shape or all.
0: form. Uh, floaty lady may be quite scary to some people. Ah!
1: Yeah, because uh, uh. that really took us... We'll come back to that. Yet? Yeah,
0: should we, should we start with the plot before we go too far into it? Yes. Um. So Johnny Depp plays Dean Corso, who's a, a kind of a crook slash book dealer. He deals with rare books, but he does it in a dodgy way. Quite an underhanded.
1: He's he he uh, he's got like a competitor at the start who he, man- he manages to get to these sellers before his competitor does and screws up the guy's sale.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, Basically, uh, Nick's, well, not Nick's, but he undervalues a set of rare books that he then takes and sells for a quick buck. So, yeah, yeah he's a bit dodgy dealer, but he's uh, definitely one who's recognized. People know him. Tolkien has this copy of this black tome with a pentagram on the front, uh, said to be partially written by the devil himself, Lucifer. The Nine Gates is the Kingdom of Shadows.
2: You're familiar with it?
0: Yes. Venice, 1666.
2: The author and printer, Aristide Torchi was burned by the Holy Inquisition, together with all his works. Only three copies survived. One. Catalogue lists three copies surviving in private ownership. Fargus, the Kessler, and the Telfer. It's true. You know your business, but you're mistaken nonetheless. According to my own research, only one is authentic. Well, three are known. That's the trouble. Where'd you get it? I bought it from Telfer. Telfer? Yes, he finally sold it to me the day before he killed himself. It's <sighs> good timing.
0: And so Balkan wants Corso to. Go around the world, go to France and Portugal to check on the other copies to work out if any are fake. Yeah, or find out the differences if there are any between them, and pays Corso a lot of money to do it. Yeah, he's constantly
1: promising more zeros to be added on to the end of the check mm. as the as the film progresses. Um. So yeah, he. Uh, so the he gets off to a bit of a rocky start when um, he runs into a woman who seduces him um, and they spend the night together and then they have a fight or she- yeah
0: so Balkan got the book because he was sold it by um, Telfer who kills himself yes the day after so Corso starts his investigation by going to his widow and she's like oh if it's my book actually and she seduces him Corso
2: You work for money, I take it. What else? I have a great deal of money.
0: I'm very happy for you.
2: You could stage a theft. I imagine your client is well insured. I'm a professional, ma'am. You're a professional mercenary. Mercenaries work for the highest bidder. I make a living. I could throw in a bonus. This has happened before someplace. I know. In the movies. She had an automatic in her stocking.
0: No automatic. And then, when realises the book isn't with him, she goes crazy! She turns into an evil witch hag! Yeah, she wasn't happy.
1: Wasn't happy at all.
0: Uh, So it turns out that she wants the book. Uh, It was never her husband to sell. He just paid for it. Hmm. And that kind of leads to this um, kind of chase across Europe where Corsa keeps seeing the same people. He sees a blonde woman and... Uh, a bleached blonde black guy hmm. who smokes all the time so and he, you're sort of noticing them following him so like you see a pair of legs at one point and then a cigarette falls and then a woman's foot comes and puts the cigarette out so oh there's two of them
1: yeah you're kind of constantly guessing throughout the film uh, are these people who are following him good or bad and there's there's kind of at one moment there's a scene where he leaves a house and is almost ran over Bleach blonde guy comes out and it looks like he's going to attack him and then the woman turns up on a motorbike and scares, scares him, off. him off. Yep, yep. So And because and you don't really under- truly understand the motives of uh, Balkan, you don't really know, yeah, what elements of these characters are good or evil and are they even more sinister? Are they, is it a satanic group or whatever? Mm,
0: yeah. Well, you got you get a good impression of the second guy he meets. Victor Fargus has a house in... Um, Portugal where he keeps one of these copies of the book. He keeps it pristine he keeps it safe and he has no interest in the occult. It's just the value of the book he's interested in. And also when he examines it discovers that um, some of the wood engravings in the book aren't signed AT which is Torsha's uh, signature. Some of them are signed LCF. And quickly
1: the uh, decision that that can only stand for one thing. Lucifer.
0: Is there a band called LCF? No idea. Okay. Liverpool. F- no, it's L. Yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah, so we we start seeing that there is more to the books. It's not just a case of being a copy or a real one. There's like differences between them. Ooh. We start seeing people dying in ways that match the books as well.
1: Yeah, that's kind of cool. So there's a dude, obviously his uh, compadre, his partner in crime. Uh, he's found hung upside down, and yeah. um, with his legs kind of in a bend.
0: Yes, uh, well, yeah, it's. Just, I think the the visual stuff is just really good and subtle. Mm. There's not too much that's like really thrown in your face with it. I mean, the we got both got the same vibe off the girl. So one of the people following him is this girl, but she's so like. Non threatening. Yeah. And when she chases off the other guy as well, you're like, mm, what's going on here? It's I... almost like you want to think you're supposed to think she's a goodie but that's too obvious. Yeah, definitely. I've seen you before. Have you? Yes.
2: Are you travelling in this car? The next one. The sleeper. I travel on the cheap. You're a student? something like that i like trains trains i'm on just trains what's your name yes green eyes that'll do what's yours of course so strange name italian it means run you don't look like a runner to me more the quiet type Well, give my regards to Balkan. You know, I'm doing my best. Balkan. Never mind. See you around? Maybe.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. So uh, all throughout the film, there's no indication that anything's going to really paranormal happen. It's just staying purely as a kind of mystery of mm. what's going on and what's happening next. The second time, uh, bleach blonde guy attacks um, Johnny Depp. She floats down from the yeah. from the road. She float literally floats like a like scary angel.
0: Half a second. Yeah, it's like what you know. You can imagine missing that. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And then she kicks him in a really like supernatural way as well. She like without putting any effort into the kick, he flies. Mm. And I wonder if the, if it's good because I wonder if the film needed it at that point to make
1: it. A little bit more interesting. I would have a... quite
0: liked a bit more. There was a point as well later on when Corso realizes he's been looked at by a dog. Yeah, the dog's just staring at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I, I'm a big fan of the omen, so this is probably why. But I'd like a little bit more of that. Yeah, birds, like completely subtle stuff, like you know he walks into a square and all the birds leave. Yeah, that'd be good. You know, or dogs just stop barking look at him.
1: You know... A darkness. He
0: takes a darkness with him. Something's be, yeah. following him. Definitely. He's got he, this book in his bag and something's like... He's on a dark path, and mm. an uh, unsavoury one. There are some bits like that. Like, he rap- occasionally wraps the book in a cloth, but he does it like the pentagram. Yeah. You know, he does... That's cool. He does the the five points. And uh, there's something else as well. Uh. There's a bit of, uh, he meets the two book dealers in Portugal and they're looking at the book and Ash with Cigarette falls on it.
1: Yeah, do you know, that to me, that just irks me because I know that's <laughs> kind of the character. They Maybe they have such confidence in their ability to look after a book, uh, they can spot a strong book and it won't matter if you get Cigarette Ash all over well, the Well Apparently their surname
0: page. is literally Portuguese for Ash. Really? So that's okay. what I read, yeah.
1: Surely as a book, as a maintainer of books, cigarette ash is not something you're going to want to be smudging (laughs) into old pages. No. No, no, no. Yeah, like I said when we were watching it, it, it the vibe was uh, anti uh, Last Crusade, Indiana Jones. very much so. In the terminology of uh, you're, in the Last Crusade, and um, Raiders of Lost Ark to a certain extent as well, you're mystified by these christian legends and it's all quite i don't know you're kind of awed by it and you're curious by it and it seems a bit magical and ethereal and yeah this had the exact same thing but for for satanic stuff yeah spooky dark covenistic i don't know because there was obviously the um it leads up to that very well actually well
0: well that's it i mean it's not the end end but it does escalate to a point where um essentially load of millionaire billionaire people think satan is why they're so rich and successful. They mentioned that, that these people are deluded and they, they all got together and have a cult meeting. Yeah. And it felt so... I think by that point, you're so used to the subtlety and the imagery. It just felt so... It felt silly. Mm. Where it's seen a bunch of people in black robes. Yeah. It felt definitely. like suddenly we'd switch to the Love Witch. Yeah. Or, you know, it just felt so out of place. And the funny thing is that that kind of does exist in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, really, yeah. There's this whole thing throughout it. There's you've got the people who believe in the true power and what it actually means, um, and then you've got the stupid people who are just having orgies, mm. and it's not really what it's about. And you've got, and I think there's a point when the character says to another character, "You're the worst here because you know what that book is, and you're just having an org Like what? Yeah, no, nah, totally. Why are you wasting this, dude?
1: Mumbo
2: jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. Look around you, all of you. What do you see? A bunch of buffoons in fancy dress. You think the Prince of Darkness would actually deign to manifest himself before the likes of you? He never has, and he never will. Never. You read from his book, but you have no conception of its true power. I alone have grasped its secret. I alone have fathomed the Master's grand design. I alone am worthy to enjoy the fruits of that discovery. Absolute power to determine my own destiny.
0: You're insane, Boris. Give it back to me!
2: You, Liana de Saint-Martin, you're even guiltier than the rest of this pathetic (laughs) rabble. You have at least some idea of what this book can do in your right hands. Yet you lend yourself to these farcical proceedings,
0: these orgies of aging flesh conducted in the master's name. You're a charlatan. But yeah, I'd have liked a bit more creeping evil, and it to escalate a bit. Won't say what it is, but the ending is trash. Yeah, it's It's bloody rubbish.
1: See, really rushed. Um, And it seemed like they didn't really know. And maybe it's a problem with the book as well. We haven't read the book. But yeah, it seemed like they didn't know how to quite end it. Uh, Well, if they just
0: cut before then, it was the whole for me. Oh, God, it's hard to say without saying what it was. There's a bit when something happens, big dramatic ending, and then a a big dramatic after ending. You could say climax. And then it carries on for a bit. And then it goes back to the castle. And then it ends. Yeah, Eh? yeah, strange. No, just end with the...
1: the... Maybe you end with finding the page, I don't know. But one thing I noticed about the film, which I thought was quite nice, and I don't know if this is a Polanski uh, technique of storytelling in general, there was extra steps to the travelling that weren't necessary, Um, be it the kind of covert car chase or when he's getting on different... uh, like a lorry and then he's on a farm cart with sheep on it. And then a couple of other times during the film, they really emphasise like the lonely, uh, yeah. the lonely, depressed. Well, not not depressed. The lonely kind of Johnny Depp character travelling. And I really like that. I really like watching these kind of noiry characters on
0: their way to do their
1: business. But well, that's t-
0: a really good point. That they leave that out of films now. Yeah. And I don't like it. I do. It's good to see people travelling.
1: I It settles me in. Yeah. It really does settle me into a film, especially if it's involving a train or something.
0: But too often you, they have fast travel and they go, blip. Yeah. And they're there. It's like, um, well, well, Indiana Jones is a good example as well. Almost expected when he's on the plane to see a little plane go over a map mm. in uh, Ninth Gate. Because, yeah, it just feels right. It feels like that's what you need to be seeing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And it, also there's interesting stuff like he gets off, the tra- he's on a train at one point where he bumps into the blonde woman uh, and he gets off and he's the only one that gets off. And then he sees her in the hotel. Yeah. But that's actually, you need to see that. Mm. Like, how did she get there? You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. I did like it. I've seen, have you, have you seen Rosemary's Baby? Not for a long, long time. Rosemary's Baby is a legitimately terrifying film. Again, about the devil. Mm. Um, This doesn't have that terror, even though that's still what it's about. Yeah. Um... So it's hard not to compare the two because if you're doing some similar imagery, and yet this feels like a sort of parody of noir films, mm. almost. Yeah, totally. So I really liked it. I really liked the journey of it. I the ending was rubbish. Yeah. Not the bit. Uh, yeah. For, for those who've seen it, not the big ending, just the trip cuts of credits. Yeah. Bit is the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely. Definitely, yeah. I, I, um. I, I really liked it, yeah. I I think it was exactly the film, exactly the medicine that I needed for for today. And um, yes, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. And I am, you know, like probably tired of hearing us say uh, separate the art from the artist now. But I think it has kind of made me curious to explore some of Polanski's other work. I feel like, um, as film lovers, we probably do need to like educate ourselves a bit on the other films that he's made.
0: Have fun, but yeah, I recommend it. Do you recommend yep. it? Yep. So cool. I'm probably not going on my. I'm just not going to buy it on DVD or anything. No, nah, definitely not. But uh, yeah, good fun. Good. Right. There's two more gifts in the bag. Let's see which one you get first. <gasps> oh, oh, what is
1: this? Oh, might,
0: might as well give you the other one as well.
1: This is a. Triceratops Skeleton Transformer? Is this...
0: This isn't part of Beast Wars, is it? What is this even... It's modern Beast Wars! they So what they did is they included bits of him in other sets. Oh... So they got... And then you can put the components together and make the Dinosaur, is my understanding. His name is Reptonite. Reptonite? This tail surely comes off. yeah. And handily, here's the instructions.
1: Oh, that's what I'm going to need. 100%. <laughs> this is a very tricky one. I won't transform it now because the audience will just leave. <laughs> yeah. That looks really. How cool is that, though? Really cool. That Before looks- that,
0: that's one step beyond just old traditional ones, I think. That is awesome.
1: Ah, and it's a predicon as well. Yeah. Which I wouldn't expect for a, for a herbivore. So it's basically... It's a, a dinosaur. It's Dinosaur's
0: a, are all evil.
1: It's a dinosaur skeleton um, of what, what looks like a Styracosaurus or some sort of T-Rex. Uh, sorry, T-Rex. Uh, Triceratops relative. Uh, but yeah, that's really cool. Really, really
0: cool. And... Because yeah. it's slightly more underwhelming after that. I hope you pick the other one first. <laughs> Here's rat trap. Hey! I never had rat trap. Again, it's the new rat trap, hence it's small. Here's the instructions. Oh! Because it used to be the size of the rat trap <laughs> you got me. It's gonna say. bit of a difference. Yeah. You could swallow him up. Look at that. But I figured with that, you can ride your Dinobot. Which I would like very much.
1: <laughs> and for now, you can ride that one. I mean, that looks cool, doesn't it? I am audience, just to make you aware. Rattrap is riding the skeleton with <laughs> his gun out.
0: He is cool. His face is cool. The skeleton It's where it his naughty bits are. Oh, really? Let's have a little look. I haven't transformed yet, but look. Oh,
1: that's awesome. It's
0: got like a night visor. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm transforming
1: that bad boy as soon as I get home.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you like? Cool, good. Very good hall mate. Thank you very much. No very worries.
0: Happy birthday, Thank Rob. Thank you. We'll have, maybe after this, no more Beast Wars. <laughs> yeah, do, you think like...
1: we, do you think we have enough now?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've said before, and I've said, like, when I'm rich, if ever I'm rich... I'm getting a big display stand mm. of all of the originals. 100%. It's happening.
1: Yeah. Me too. Uh
0: oh, good. Well, thank you so much for listening. That's another quick stop off. Shall we sh- Shall we talk about the thing coming up, Rob?
1: Yes, because we're going next,
0: the week after next. Yeah, literally the next time we you should be hearing from us don't know what we're doing. Should we? Oh, God. I think maybe we wait and then when we
1: come back from this place. I have a
0: special podcast. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Don't expect to hear from us um, for the next episode, which will be the 12th of September. We'll be back on the 26th with a big, big thing. Sure, are we going to say now where we're going? Yes. All right. So I, we may have already
1: said it. I can't remember. I, now. I think we probably have. But yeah. So so many moons ago, when we were making Quaggers, we were thinking, imagine how far it could take us, and where we could go with it. And we are going to the heart of cinema, Los Angeles. Yes,
0: Hollywood, the very center of Hollywood. Yeah. Quaggers is due to be screened at the Raleigh Studios on the eleventh uh, of September. Uh, if you are there are listeners in um, California and LA so if you are in the area do come down to Indie X Film Festival tickets are available online uh, yeah Riley Studios opposite flipping Paramount yeah yeah
1: opposite Paramount Studios
0: it's ridiculous it's so crazy so yes we're there for a couple well, just over a week uh, so yes we'll be seeing the sites as much as we can if anyone's been to LA do shout and tell us where to go
1: Yep, yeah. and uh, yeah, if you, for the LA fans, don't uh, yeah
0: come say hi. Um, we'll be there. We'll be uh, having lots of fun. Yes, Riley Studios, X, tenth and eleventh of September. Get your tickets now How and see Quaggers. Yeah, we made it. Nominated for best dark comedy, so we'll see if we win. Yeah, fingers crossed. Excellent. All right, take it easy, guys. We'll see you all later. Good day.
2: There have been men who have been burned alive for just a glimpse of what you are about to witness.
0: Oh, Adam here again. Just wanted to add something I wanted to say during our discussion. While watching Ninth Gate, one thing that really not bothered me but stood out to me was how similar the music sounds when you're looking at Corso to the Ghostbusters theme, the forgotten Ghostbusters theme. Very tonally confusing that film, but go watch it yourself.